I'd like to speak to you today about the miracle of transformation. This is the third message that we've had on this topic, the miracle of transformation. If you take your Bibles and turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. 21 years ago, Lori and I got married, and there was a young boy who was a part of our wedding party, and his name was Sean, and he was our ring bearer. Sean was probably five or six years old and had been a part of the church that we attended, Lori's dad's church, but he was always wanting to hang around us, and he'd climb up in the seat, and he'd usually get in between us, and like I said, I thought he kind of liked me. I think he liked Lori a little more. So he was a cute little guy, like I say, probably five or six years old. And after we got married, we moved to Baltimore. His family, his dad's job transferred them to Massachusetts. So they were away. So we had a little bit of contact, but we had lots of contact with them. And just this year, this past fall, we got reconnected with his parents. And this past fall, he said that he was getting married and wanted to know if I'd be willing to marry them. And, and I said, well, sure, I'd be happy to do that for him. And, and so he came a few months ago. He and his fiance came, and we met for premarital counseling. Now, the funny thing is, is in my mind, when you talk about Sean, do you know what I see? I see a six-year-old little boy in a tuxedo. And so whenever he walked in the door, in my mind, that's kind of what I'm expecting. And when he walks in the door, now he's a grown man and he has his future bride with him. And it's kind of funny to look at him and you're like, wow, this guy has really grown up. Now we know that people are growing up. There's this transformation that takes place in people's lives. It's always funny sometimes whenever maybe you have over the years, for me, over the years in ministry, there were kids who I had in our church when we were in Maryland. And It's been 15 years since we were there. And when you happen to run into them or have contact with them, it's amazing that they're no longer little kids anymore. Now they're grown men and women with good jobs and teachers and all these things. And and in your mind, you're still thinking of them as, well, that's that five-year-old little girl who was in kids' church. Or that's that little boy who used to go around and get in trouble, and, and now he's in business. The Scripture says... In 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul writes to Timothy and he says, You then, my son, be strong. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will be also be qualified to teach others. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in a civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officers. Similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying, 
If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure with him, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. The reality is that God desires to do a miracle of transformation in your life. He wants you and I to grow into the image of his son. The apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, he says, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there are every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. It's time in the church for many of us to grow up. And if we're going to grow up, if we're going to be transformed, then there are several things that we need to do. If God is going to be able to work out his purpose and his plans in our lives, there's some things here that Paul told Timothy that you and I need to take to heart. The first one is be strong in the grace of the Lord. Paul told Timothy, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. There comes a time in life when we can't make excuses any longer. When we can't keep putting things off because they're difficult or because I don't like them. God's grace gives you the strength to face adversity and to do what he has called you to do. Listen again what Paul told Timothy. He said, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I want you to think about this for a moment. Be strong. There's many in the church today who whenever something is a little bit hard, they get tired and they get weak and they get weary and they just say, I can't do it. Here's the principle. There's times, there's areas in our lives that we're weak. There's areas of weakness that we can't do a lot. Now, what we can do, what we can do is we can feel sorry for you. Oh, poor Billy. He can't do a lot. He can't handle a lot. And so all of his life, we kind of baby him because, well, he's just not as strong as Mike. Mike can do 65, so let's let Mike handle that. But poor Bill, he can't do many. God's grace gives you the ability to do things that you could never do on your own. His grace gives you the strength to change things that you could never change on your own. He says, be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be strong, not in your own abilities, not in your own strength, but be strong in the grace of the Lord. So his grace gives you the ability to persevere in difficult situations that you could never bear up under. But when you're strong in his grace, you can do it. Some of you have faced adversity and you faced difficulties. But because of the grace of God and your obedience and your willingness to be strong in God's grace, you've been able to overcome It's like an employee who, let's say you do block work or or you do some type of physical labor. When a person comes to work for an employer, obviously when they're just starting, there's muscles that they're using. There's muscles that they're using the first few days that their arms and back and legs are killing them. But after they do it for a while, those tasks that on the first day they were out of breath on, by the end of the week, 
their arms, you know, they're sore and so they're able to do it. And things that, that was impossible for them to do when they first started now become things that are easy. Let me ask you this. Do you want to spend all of your spiritual life being weak? The word says to be strong. So you and I can complain to God and be frustrated and be angry and disappointed. However, if we allow God, he will make us strong in areas of our lives that in the past you couldn't handle. Why does he do that? Because we are learning to be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Parents who spoil or baby their children do them a disservice. The ones who want to make everything easy on their child, they actually end up crippling them. They also do a disservice to their future spouse, their future employer, their future co-workers. Pastors who baby their congregations also do them a disservice. There's time whenever we sit and we cry with people and we need to do that. But there's also comes a time that we can't just sit and say, oh, yeah, the world's unfair. And we just can't sit with you all the time and baby you. Do you understand that principle? There's a time to do that. There's a time to comfort people. There's a time to weep with those who weep and mourn with those who mourn. But there's also comes a time whenever you and I have to step up. Does that make sense? There comes a time when you and I need to grow up. We can sit and say about how hard things are and how unfair the world is, but that accomplishes very little. Or I can look you square in the eye and tell you what 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says. It says that his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Wait. What did you say? I can tell you, oh, everybody's mean to you. It's so unfair. Life is so difficult. It's so hard. And I can feed into that. And we just go around feeling weak. I really can't do much. Or we can look at what the word says. And his word says, his divine power has given us everything we need. Everything we need for life and godliness. The second thing, if we're really going to grow up and if we're really going to be transformed is that we need to endure hardship. Endure hardship. Paul told Timothy to endure hardship like a good soldier. We need to address today some of the faulty thinking that has crept into the church. Many feel that if I'm in relationship with Jesus, that I'm not going to have difficulties. I'm not going to have problems. That somehow, if I'm in relationship with Jesus, that everything is just supposed to go the way that I want it to. The word Jesus said that in this world, you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. It goes along with that command to endure hardship. Jesus says, in this world, you will have tribulations. You're going to have difficulties. You're going to have problems. You're going to have circumstances that you don't enjoy. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. The idea of enduring hardship, not just for the sake of endurance, but because in the end, when you endure hardship, there's a reward that comes. When you endure, when you persevere. Friends, you and I should expect battles. We should expect trials and tribulations. They are not something new to the follower of Jesus Christ. And in fact, the more you follow him, the more intense many of these battles become. But here's the good news. 
When you endure, you gain strength for the battle and you are fit for the greater challenges that come your way. You're fit. I want you to get that in your heart and your mind and your spirit. God is trying. He's training you. He's preparing you. You know what? Whenever you've trained, it feels nice that whenever the battles come, those things that were hard to do six months ago, whenever you can do them without breaking stride. Does that make sense? The things that eight months ago, ten months ago, five years ago, that would have shaken you to the very core. When God transforms us, he strengthens us so that those things that seem so hard just take in stride. It doesn't even slow us down. And here's the incredible thing is, some of you don't believe that that can take place in your life. It's almost like the enemy has lied to us. He's caused us to doubt and to fear. He's put feelings of inadequacy or unbelief within your heart. And there's this tendency that says, I just want to escape the hard times. I just want to escape the difficulties. I just want life to be easy. That's not God's best for you. God always does his best for you. He's preparing you and I for battle. He's preparing you and I for greater things. He's preparing us so that whenever the challenges of this world, he's strengthening us in the midst of adversity. God is transforming us so that we're no longer infants and babies. There's something wrong with someone. If you have a child and they don't grow, there's something wrong there. There's a defect. There's a sickness. There's an illness. There's something wrong when a child doesn't grow. I love my kids. But you know what? I want to see them become 11 years old and grow up and become 15 and 16. I don't want it to happen overnight. I don't want them to grow up too fast. I want to enjoy them and my time with them. But in the long run, I want to see my kids grow up. I want to see them become a young man and a young woman. I want to see them become mature. I want to see them do all of the things that they're called to do. I want to see them be able to take care of themselves. I want to see them become strong enough that they can actually help others. I want to see them be a blessing to the people around them. That doesn't happen every time adversity comes their way. Somebody steps in and says, oh, no, no, you shouldn't have to experience this. This is too hard for you. If you never let a baby get up and walk, they can't do what they're supposed to do. And so God is at work within our lives, and he's preparing us for battle. He's preparing us so that whenever you do those 50 push-ups, it's not a big deal. You can pop off 50 and give me a couple minutes, and I can pop off another 50. Why? Because God has prepared us. The third point here I want to make to you real quickly. The Apostle Paul says, either my son, be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Don't be strong in your own strength. Don't be strong in your own ability. Don't be strong in your own will. But be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. His grace gives us the ability to endure things we couldn't endure. His grace gives us the ability to change things we couldn't change. His grace gives us the ability to respond in ways that we could not possibly do. But because his grace is there, we're able to. He tells us to be strong. In verse 3, he tells us to endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ. He hits on three things. He talks about a soldier... He talks about an athlete competing with the Olympics. When you cheat, you don't win the prize. When you don't follow the rules, you're disqualified. There's something to be said for that. Spiritually, when we try to take shortcuts, we're disqualified. And the hardworking farmer who sows a seed. Then in verse 8, he says, 
Remember Jesus Christ. And that's our third point for you today. We're to be strong, we're to endure hardship, and we're to remember Jesus. When was the last time you were beaten because of your faith? When was the last time someone beat you because of your faith in Jesus? How about this? When was the last time you were thrown in prison because you're sharing the gospel? Most people in America today are not going to be stoned for our testimony. There's family members who will turn against us. There's adversity that we will experience. In our world today, there's people who are being killed for their testimony of Jesus Christ. I've not lost any family members. My family's not been killed because they would not deny the name of Christ. No one's come in and taken away our home or our possessions because I'm a Christian. Yet around the world, this is happening all the time. We need to remember the suffering that Jesus endured willingly for you and I. In comparison, what you and I go through, what I experience, when you compare it to what Jesus went through, what many of the saints in the past have endured, and what many Christians around the world are enduring right now today, the sacrifices that I'm asked to make don't even compare with their sacrifices. And in fact, to be honest with you, I'm ashamed to even call them sacrifices when you see what Jesus did, what many of the saints in the past have done, and what many people around the world are enduring right now. What I go through and the things that God asked me to do, they don't even compare. May I ask you that the sacrifices that God asks of you, that things are fair, but why isn't it fair around the world? When you think about around the world, that we in America are so blessed. Around the world, there's people who can't even There's believers who love God with all of their hearts and serve him with everything they have. Walk miles and miles to go to church. Will not deny Jesus Christ. Spend days and hours and hours praying and seeking God. And yet they don't even have food to feed their own children. They have to stand by and watch as their their children starve. There's families who are thrown into prison because of the gospel, because they will not deny Jesus. And the principle here is, You and I, the sacrifices God has called us to make, in comparison to those, they're so minimal. It comes down to this, friends. It is time for the church in America. It's time for Steve Ritchie and for each of you to grow up in the grace of God, to be strong in the Lord, to endure hardship, to remember Jesus The next time you and I start thinking about, oh my, I got to go to church on Wednesday night. I don't know if I can keep up this heavy pace. Oh, I'm embarrassed to think that the things God asks of me and that he calls me to do are, they're not a burden. It's a privilege. It's an honor. If we are weak, he will strengthen us in these areas. So that like the saints around the world, you know what? We say, how can they do that? How can they go through all these things? I'm going to tell you how they can do it. Through the grace of God. It's the grace of God that's available, that's poured out. And just like God will give men and women around the world the grace to literally lay down their lives for the sake of the gospel, God will give you the grace to be able to teach a Sunday school class, to witness to your neighbor. The church in America, we're fat. We got a lot of extra pounds and we're not near as strong as we can be if we'll allow God to do that in our lives. And what he's doing is he's preparing you, telling you that God will strengthen you to face adversities 
so that whenever challenges come, you will be so much stronger than you ever thought you could be. Why? Because it's the grace of God being poured out in your life. Well, here's the thing. Continue to have joy in your heart. How do you continue to have peace in your life? Well, I just work at it. And God works within me. So, Father God, thank you for our friends today. Lord, I just know that you want to transform us. And I want to apologize to you, Lord, myself, at times for being selfish and self-centered and asking you to make my life so easy. God, I pray that you would strengthen me. Strengthen me in my spirit, man. Make me strong in the Lord. I'm not asking for hardship for my friends, but I pray that whenever it comes by your will, that we be able to endure hardship so that we can win a prize. And Lord, may we constantly fix our eyes upon Jesus. May we constantly look to him, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, Lord, I ask in Jesus' name that you would go with us, protect us, and prepare us for the things that you have in store. And we'll thank you for that in Jesus' name.